This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. Bahumia. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Shorefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin, mother of monsters and designated druid. Ooh. There we go. God damn it. We went a whole episode. <laughs> I know. I thought of it because we literally played last night and I thought of it this morning. I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely like a regretful shower thought. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold V, Casino Boyal. Oh, Whoa. I like it. Very good. I like it. Luck be a Beverly tonight. <laughs> I'm going to rename the episode. <laughs> what about Ocean's Elevensies, right? Because oh, you're a little halfling. That's also that's really very good. good. Man, you had a productive shower. <laughs> uh, sweet, guys. Let's do a little recap. So last week, you guys followed the river sticks down to the next layer of hell and entered Lust. The landscape changed from a fiery war zone to tranquil rolling hills, but it was only the illusion of safety. Hard One found himself charmed by a devil who tricked him into knocking moonshine into the river Styx before jumping in himself. As a result, they were cursed, and both of their intelligences were lowered to one. Bev and Balnor were then approached by the archdevil Fierna, ruler of lust. She explained that undamned souls, such as yourselves, were extremely valuable, explaining that you were like gold coins in a vault of copper. Fierna demonstrated the analogy literally, breaking your mortal soul coins into 100 smaller ones. After Beverly nearly lost all of his to Fierna, he and Balnor were able to convince her to take 75 from each of you. After Moonshine and Hard One were healed, you divvied up the remaining coins with Balnor, Bev, and Hard One retaining only half of their humanity. You continued down the river Styx. There, you found a casino that offered passage to the next layer. Provided you had enough soul coins, you dominated the various games of chance, eventually the winning. The sword dominated. Right. <laughs> The flying sword was really the MVP. We were all just yeah. witnesses to their greatness. Sword Although, is, the is this going to be called? Is this episode? Is that episode going to be called the Sword Dancer? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I honestly think the highlight of the gambling was Beverly offering to let a dude throw a knife at him. <laughs> That would have turned some heads in a casino. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to a carnival game where somebody throws darts and says, I bet you can't hit me instead. <laughs> uh, and it just works out. Oh, man, I earned $5 a, a, an hour. Don't make me do this. Uh, so you guys um, were able to win um, a large number of coins, enough to um, restore 
all of your souls to full, um, as well as to have enough extra to access the next layer of hell. You offered your extra soul coins to the bouncer at the elevator, who revealed herself to be the Archdevil Fierna. In the end, she was able to get you to hand over four untainted mortals worth of soul coins. It just wasn't the way you thought it would be. And with that, you began descending to the next layer of hell. And that's where we are now. So I guess we're kind of one for one as far as the hell stakes go. You know, I got to be honest. I think all of us felt in that first level like it was kind of rad. I think everyone I met in that honey trap (laughs) casino, I'd let them sink. For sure. We can close hell at level two. (laughs) Can't we do that? I mean, we should we just cut this elevator? Do people go up through here? Sort of way. Right. Yeah, we're still on it. You're not a devil anymore. (laughs) Sorry, I got used to it. I got used to being a bad boy. You got a little bad boy streak. I can see it. (laughs) So, Bev, according to your book, Mm -hmm. uh, this next layer is reserved for those who have committed the sin of gluttony. The beings here are cursed with an endless hunger that can never be sated. Monsters here are on a never-ending feeding spree. It is said that the ground itself is cursed and will consume those who walk upon it. Okay, so everybody... Everybody put on uh, these booties I've got for you. Uh, these are usually reserved for when you're painting a house. Uh, if you just slide these over your shoes, they should protect us. If we wore some Tupperware on our feet, they could get to Tupperware us. would work great, too. <laughs> Papa already has little Tupperwares. <laughs> he was already wearing a Tupperware hat. Do you guys have these in my size? What are you, like what, a seven and, and a half? half? Yeah. 20, I'm a 22. A 20 has a half? I don't know, man. You see Balnor starts holding his feet up next to yours. They're not that much I bigger mean, than mine. The booties are elastic if you just want to wear the booties. I guess I could wear one on my big toe. Yeah, you know, I actually got a caboodle. Oh, I got what? two okay. caboodles. Hard one. Are you asking for a magnum me. booty? <laughs> I'd like a magnum booty. I got a kitten caboodle for you. What, what is, is a caboodle? caboodle? A caboodle is like when you're young and you and you uh, and your mom gives you like a little. It's like a little. Um, it's not little though. It's kind of big. What? And you can keep toys and make oh, up yeah. like a bag. It's like what you put your Legos in. It almost looks like oh. a bait box. I, yeah, yeah, okay. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I know what you're talking about too. <laughs> yeah, it's for you. Like and you made they have that in a size 22. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of bigger, bigger uh, than Tupperware. Beverly definitely had a caboodle <laughs> as a kid, no question. Where so you had your beads <laughs> <laughs> for your jewelry making badge. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This upper upper layer is for my decorative floss. <laughs> as you guys talk about caboodles and decorative floss, you descend. Uh, into the next layer of hell. You descend, oh, you descend uh, down this elevator shaft. It all feels um, very manual. You hear the clanking of chains. The shaft is cramped, but there is a bit of light. There is a glowing red sphere attached to the elevator, giving everything around you a crimson hue. I want to cast, like, detect magic to be like, is this all an illusion? Is this, like, the illusion of mm. some sort of, like, metallic elevator shaft that's like or is it just actually that uh you cast detect magic uh there is magic around you the sphere giving off light is magical this does not appear to be an illusion um so you guys 
are going down the shaft and eventually it opens up into an extremely large cave. You guys have now been riding down for a while. Um, besides the red sphere, uh, there is no other light, just dark abyss below you and dark walls to the sides with stones that almost look like scales. Um, as you guys descend, go ahead and give me perception checks. 13. 13 for me as well, and Pawpaw got a 12. I don't know what he adds to perception. Hmm. 17. Uh, We can say, Moonshine, that he just gives you advantage. So if he rolled a 12. Okay, so I got 21. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) Pawpaw sniffs the air, and he starts to look concerned. Meow. What's wrong, boy? Meow. He scampers over to the side. Except we're too tight. He starts moving in the Tupperware. Uh, oh, then no. he looks relieved for a second. And then once again, he sniffs the air and looks concerned. Um, you hear the clanking of Tupperware against the <laughs> elevator as he looks over the edge and starts looking a little panicked. Moonshine, you look over the edge and you see about 200 feet below you a rising tide of bile. Bubbling acid oh, that sizzles digested. and pops. Yep. Um, you see, like, debris from the cave wall uh, hits it and it starts, like, popping. Um, and you see emerging from this acid below are these sickly, skeletally thin, nude creatures with blood stained teeth and matted, mangy hair who begin skittering up the walls. And as like Papa sniffs the air, he starts like gesturing to the walls, and you notice that they are moving slightly, like contracting. Oh, we're in okay. throat. Everyone, yeah. go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, all right. Twenty-three. Fourteen. Seven. Okay, hard one, you are first. You see about 200 feet below you is this acid that is rising. Um, You see the cave walls are about 30 feet from you in this elevator shaft. You're in this elevator shaft in the middle of this thing's body, whatever it is. Um, It's about 30 feet to get to the monster's skin. And you see so far two of these skittering nude monsters coming out of the acid. Um, And it looks like it's rising. That is your turn. I'm going to bravely hold a reaction. Okay, so you hold (laughs) your turn. Um, That is- But I do it bravely. Mm. You do it extremely bravely. That is the first two monsters turn. Um, They are going to uh, start skittering up the wall. They get up 60 feet. Oh, they fast. They are now 140 feet away. Yeah, it's just unnatural, like exorcist style climbing up the wall. We're so hungry. Let's have a little bite. Let's have a little bite. Let's have a little bite. Is there like a door that leads somewhere else because we're in this enclosed area? No. That is Bev's turn. Cool. Um, first and foremost, I toss down some Ritz bits for them. <laughs> um, they furiously gobble up the Ritz bits, and you see um, they've got like skin hanging off of them and everything. Uh, you see it just falls down from their rib cage. More, more, oh, more. Do you want full Give size? Give me more Ritz bits. I want, want more. Ritz? I don't want bits. I just want Ritz. Okay. I toss down full size Ritz. Uh, start chomping down the Ritz. More. Uh, more I'll Ritz. Take a, I'll take a Ritz too. I'm feeling a bit peckish. No, no. I don't want to see me eat it. I don't want to see me eat it. What's the matter? Here, put a, put a cloth over your head. Uh, I take out a wimple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and cast Aura of Purity on Sweet. everyone. Um, let me read this description. Uh, until the spell ends, the aura moves with you, centered on you. Um, each non-hostile creature in the aura, including you, 
can't become diseased, has resistance to poison, and has advantage on saving throws against effects that cause any of the following. Blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, and stunned. You see this um, anti-bile, uh, I guess maybe like a nice lotion. Mm. <laughs> Like a, I want to eat the fucking lotion. Give me your lotion. It's a Tums, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, holy Ooh. shit. Yes. <laughs> a, a bubble of Pepto-Bismol. Aura of antacid. Yeah. Engulfs us all. <laughs> um, and that will be my turn. Sweet. Uh, Moonshine, that's your turn. I need to try to find an exit from this situation, even if it's through the water. Uh, go ahead and, uh, Moonshine, give me an insight check. Okay. 16. 16. This elevator traveled for a while. You can deduce that you are probably in the next layer of hell. The way out would be to get through this monster. Uh, so we need to get shit out? Or we could make yeah. a new butthole. No, we have to cut out the sides. Yep. Oh! Operation second butthole. Fuck it. I guess if I think that what we need to do is just pierce our way out of this skin, then I think I'm going to just jump to a wall, attack, and then Misty step back to the platform. Sweet, you can nice. absolutely do that. Okay. Um, yeah, you can, I'll, I'll say yeah, cause you can, um, even if you can't do a full long jump to make it 30 feet horizontally, you can certainly, if you're down to fall, you can angle yourself that way. So you fall, uh, bring your sword out, go ahead and make an attack. Okay, I'm gonna use Pawpaw for some help. <laughs> he jumps off with you. Tupperware, oh, you... Tupperware falls into the acid below. <laughs> That's probably better. You're not going to get a lot of traction does, with those. Does a 24 hit? 24 does hit. Okay. I guess this is exploratory. We'll just see what mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. See how big of a gash we can make. 20. <laughs> 20 damage. And then I'm also going to... I'm, I'm not in fungal form, but I will also spores it for nine to see what it... I mean, poison. No one yeah. wants it, to ingest it, poison. It takes, it takes the damage. It starts eating away yes! the inner... <laughs> works in hell. Okay, so Moonshine, I'll say when you jumped down, um, there was a bit of an arc to it. So I'll say that you probably fell about 25 feet as, as you jumped. Um, you see that particular area is now damaged, but if you were to attack a different part, it wouldn't oh, be as concentrated. So you misty step back. Okay. Um, but you guys see Moonshine has begun cutting through this I'm one use my area. held reaction then and nice. jump yes. onto the same area and attack it with my axe. Sweet. Or your hammer? Or I Oh yeah, my hammer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just do bludgeoning damage to it, smash into it. Mm -hmm. Cool. I crit. Oh, <laughs> oh wait nice. a second. <gasps> no, I did. Don't worry. I 19? rolled a nineteen. Okay, I crit on nineteen. You are, you are cursed God. from that drink before. Yes. Let's all oh. remember who is cursed. So Papa is cursed, Moonshine is cursed, cursed, and Hard One is cursed. Oh my God, that would have been really fucking yeah. sad. Oh. Beef real hard in the throat. Oh. Uh, Murph, you forgot to mention that uh, Bev is blessed. Bev is blessed. <laughs> Falnor's blessed. Vibe check. Bev is blessed. Thirty-one damage. Nice. Woo. Okay, that's on the first attack. Ooh. Uh, 25 to hit on the second. Super hits. Yes. Um, yeah, you guys see Hard One jumps out. Devil May Care um, stops himself on the side. Probably pu you pull out your hand axe and like oh, slow yeah, yourself dude. down yeah. as you get there. I'm like then ice climbing the, on this yeah, thing. Yeah, then pull yeah. out the hammer and start wailing on the damaged area. You feel this beast shake and all of all this like debris starts falling down from the elevator, uh, starts shaking in the middle of the room. Dude, you look just like the guy from Vertical Limit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Except a little thicker, right? <laughs> I don't know. 20 damage. slender. On the second attack. Nice. 18 to hit. Does hit. 
Hard 17 one. damage on the last. Nice. If there was ever a time to break down the wall, now is that time. <laughs> Hope this guy didn't build them too thick. <laughs> um, what do we do when we build a wall? That's right. We create an asshole in it. <laughs> Hard one. Um, I'm going to say- An asshole for only people you truly love to pass through. <laughs> Go ahead and do an athletics check to um, vertical limit. Ooh. Well, so that you can hang on. Otherwise, you're going to fall. An cool. empathetic asshole. 15. 15. Okay, you're able to hang on. You're able to stay nice. on. Uh, I'll say there's enough of an indent in this thing's skin now that you're like just hanging on. Oh, sick. Um, <laughs> I guess Balnor. Actually, you know what? Balnor will do the same thing. He'll just uh, start throwing javelins down at it. Uh, Balnor hits on both. Two natural 17s. Good that job, Balnor. So close to my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out. Just duck out of the way a little bit there. Um, Balnor does a total of 12 you gotta be damage careful. to this thing, um, but this thing. This thing is thick. Ooh, way um, to build the wall. <laughs> then on initiative one, uh, this acid is going to rise um, 1d100. Whoa. Let's see how high it gets. Dear. Uh, ooh, 20 feet. Ah. Uh, so it is still 180 feet away. That is back up to hard one. Okay, I'm gonna keep on swinging my hammer at the uh, the gash. <laughs> Whack the gash. Whack the gash. Uh, 25 to hit. Super hits. It's just what we're good at. 20 damage. Nice. Uh, shout out to the two crew on my second attack. Mm. Misses you. Uh, yeah, you're you're smashing into it. You hit like a thick scale. It's like it's like digging into the earth and you just hit a rock. This one feels like an ingrown hair. <laughs> uh, then a 20 to hit, not nat. Don't uh, take it away from me. That hits. Oh, that's actually a clot. 17 damage. Nice. Uh, you are messing this thing up. You are making a lot of headway, hard one. Then you know what? Why don't I use my action surge and just hammer all the live long day? Yeah. Yes, sir. Ooh, you are mining. Uh, 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. Damn it. Too thick. Dug deeper in hell than any dwarf before. <laughs> that seems accurate. <laughs> uh, 28 to hit. Uh, 28 does hit, yeah. 17 damage. 17 damage. You get a little bit further, hard one, but this thing is thick as hell. And then a 27 to hit. That hits. Yeah, hard one. You're seeing all these like disgusting tendons inside. It's, it's fucked up and weird. God, you don't take care of your skin. <laughs> Gargle some mouthwash, dude. Uh, 16 damage on the last one. Uh, 16 damage on the last one. Uh, things messed up, but still going. Um, My God. All right, that is the monster's turn. Um, they are going to actually... We should have you never... You guys see three more of these monsters oh dear. emerge oh no. White blood cells. the acid. Um, and you hear a familiar voice you see this bigger skeleton go i just need a little taste man oh jesus excuse could that possibly be bastion oh, <laughs> oh no what? oh my god bastion I'm so fucking hungry man <laughs> how the... give me some of it <laughs> how did bastion get down here gluttony <laughs> Oh. Yeah, remember he hoarded all those yeah, treasures. Yeah, Bastion, stuff. good to see you. Let's, uh, just let me have a little bite of you. <laughs> oh, I just, just thought he was a little nipple. I thought he was a pack rat. Just a little nipple. <laughs> just get, let me get a little bite of you. you Why did you give him a taste just for a crackers? Little bite. <laughs> um, these guys climb up another um, sixty feet, getting closer to hard one. That is Bev's turn. Cool. Um, I'm going to misty step and try and. Uh, stab a javelin into the side and then start swinging at these monsters to provide cover for hard one. Okay. 
Great. Sweet. Great. Um, cool. So the ones that are skittering up the wall. Yeah, just um, the ones that are getting closest to him. Cool. Um, yeah, there's two of them that are the closest and three of them that are in the acid, like rising with it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, focus on those two if I can. Sweet. Great. Um, you jump down, stick a javelin in the wall. Go ahead and give me an athletics check, actually. Sure. Ooh, 19. 19, you're good. You got the squats. Oh, actually, 23, yeah. Yeah, super good. All right. Uh, you totally vertical limit it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters when I was in seventh grade. Jesus, Bev, look at those forearms. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing uh, upper squats, too. Is there a name for that? Curls. <laughs> okay, that sounds better. I'll call them that from now on. Uh, cool, can I take some attacks? Yeah. Awesome. Um, does a 21 hit? 21 does hit. Woo, alrighty. Um, and now are these beings susceptible to uh, extra radiant damage? Yes, there's a super evil. Fantastic. Just give me, give me more Ritz bits. <laughs> give me more Ritz. Full size Ritz, super size Ritz. I'll give you some to bite on. I want a big Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 21 damage on my first hit. Nice. I don't know if I should. Um, how how hurt is it looking? Not hurt. All right, cool. Um, I'll smite on this next one if I can. Sweet. Um, can I use my true strike, or do I need to declare that beforehand? Uh, you need to declare it beforehand. Right. Does a seventeen hit? Uh, seventeen does hit. Oh, wonderful! Great. They're just a bunch of nude monsters. Cool. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> naked. They're fully naked. Um, all right, so I'll go ahead and do a third level smite. Wow. Uh, thirty-seven damage. Nice. Oh yeah. How's it looking? Still pretty good. Um, Wait, so the same one is still standing? Yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ, these new things are beefy. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead. In their own sinewy way. As a free action, I would like to toss it a Lunchable. <laughs> uh, just uh, eats it whole, doesn't even pop the Capri Sun. What are you doing, whole, Beverly? I would have eaten that. <laughs> Give me I, more. I want another Lunchable. I need a pizza Lunchable. It. That was a ham one. <laughs> Give me I'm a pizza one. the pizza one I want a fucking one. pizza one, man. Don't Give me dare throw one. the pizza one. Give me this pizza one. Beverly, don't listen Give to me this, this fucking pizza one. imp. He wants it really bad. Uh, so do I. <laughs> I want it more. I promise I want it more. I want it more, man. <laughs> Give it to me. Fuck <laughs> me. Do you even Give have... I'm the greatest fucking warrior in the <laughs> Give world. It. Give it to Bastion. Give me a fucking pizza Lunchable, Give it to Bastion, Beverly. That's all I have. Do you even have a microwave? No. Are you just going to eat it I just want it cold. That's how you eat a pizza Lunchable, man. That's so gross. You throw into the acid, man. You're not even going to melt I the live cheese. in the fucking acid, man. <laughs> Give me a pizza Lunchable. <laughs> I toss him one of the pizzas, but not all of them. Just uh, devours it. It goes right through his rib cage. No. <laughs> uh, Moonshine, that's your turn. I think I'm just going to go after the esophagus. Yeah, wall the wall. Yeah, Mall I think I am going to. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if, even if these guys come after, I have a way to get us. Out. Okay. Pawpaw's gonna give me the help. I think I'm gonna like jump to Bev's javelin. Oh. Uh, oh, Bev is down in a different area fighting guys oh. way lower. Okay. Do you wanna go to a hard one? Yeah, I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna do the same thing where I uh, You can stand on my shoulders. Yeah, okay, okay, go ahead and do an athletics <laughs> check. DC fifteen. And don't roll a twenty. I got a one because I got a twenty. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> D- am I allowed to use a luck point to no. give it to Moonshine? You guys see Moonshine jumps, tries to stick Rosaline into the side of the monster, misses, hits a scale, bounces off, and falls back into the rising acid. That was only my I, that was only my movement, though. I still can do an action, right? Yep, but first you're going to take some acid damage okay. as you mm. fall. 
Uh, you take 21 damage as soon as you touch this bile. Jesus, Moonshine. Um, is that poison damage? <laughs> no, okay. acid. Cool. Cool, so Moonshine, you are now down 180 feet. Oof. Um, you can continue your turn. Um, you see all these monsters around you, and Bastion goes, just let me have a little bite of you. They're all around me? Yeah. Is that, No one's hurt, though, right? No, no one's hurt. And there's, there's two separate ones that Bev is fighting. This is a bad situation. You need to get out of here. There's three dudes in the acid. Um, there's two guys fighting Beverly up on the wall, and you are now 180 feet down after having fallen. Motherfucker, this absolutely fucks me. All right, I guess I do investiture of wind. I now have a flying speed of 60 feet. <laughs> Great. All that right. seems not fucked your flying. Yeah, you're not <laughs> fucked at all. I guess I could have, wow, but I can't cast spells from wild shape, right? I can from symbiotic entity, but I can't right. as an animal. Mm, correct. All right, then. So ranged weapon attacks have a disadvantage on the attack roll. Whatever. I'm cool, just you're doing just, it to you're fucking able to fly. fly. Yeah. Uh, so you fly 60 feet up. Okay. So Moonshine, you are at 120 feet. Whoa. Didn't know you could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I've done it before. Cool. Yeah. Good to see it again. But at least I got rid of my fucking curse. That's there true. You go. What a oh, yeah. have it happen on. I was really hoping it would be like a, I don't know, like a diplomacy check or <laughs> you a know, charisma that, check. Like I always say, when in doubt, just fly, I guess. <laughs> that is um, Balnor's turn. Balnor's going to throw some javelins. Um, Balnor misses on the first one, almost hits hard one, nicks oh. his butt. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know it's a big target. Misses but come on. on the second one. Ugh, sorry, man. He's a real bad dad now. That is the end of the round, so the acid is going to rise. Oof. It goes up 90 feet, Yeesh, which means it catches me. up to Moonshine. Uh, Moonshine, you take 24 acid damage. Hard one, that is your turn. Okay, I think I just have to keep on mauling the wall. Sweet. I'm just gonna try to get through. Maul the wall. Maul that wall. 18 to hit. 18 hits. 13 damage. 13 damage, get further through. Does a 16 hit? Does not. I'm gonna use a luck point. Okay. Yeah. 27 to hit. Hits. 18 damage. Nice. Uh, you're starting to get pretty deep in there. Okay, try one more time. Let's go. Fuck me, that's only a three. I'm gonna use, all right, I'm gonna use my final luck point. Okay. I rolled a nat one. Yikes. Does that one become a 20? Oh. Nope. You are not blessed, sir. No, I'm cursed. Okay. <laughs> it would seem. That is the monster's turns. Um, at the beginning of the turn, another four of these monsters Ooh boy. emerge from the acid. There are so many now. Six of them are going to take cracks and moonshine in the acid. Hard one, I have a spell that will save us. You just need to fucking make an anus in this fucking dude's <laughs> esophagus. You also, okay. you guys see. No, I don't have one anymore. You guys see, it was a six level spell. The oh. acid is going to reach the hole at some point and you guys are going to have to either just eat acid damage or start a new one okay. at a certain point if you guys don't damage this. Um, I actually me. don't have a spell to save us. Okay, so I shouldn't make an anus. Well, you should make Dude, an yeah. anus, but I don't have one to get us pa safe passage. <laughs> So there are a total of 12 attacks, and there are five hits. 72 damage to you, no. Moonshine. I'm down. Moonshine uh, goes unconscious in the acid. Uh, you oh. see she begins to sink and sizzle. Uh, and then the two that are up on the wall with Bev are going to go after Bev. Who knew that fucking potion would kill hmm. me? <laughs> there are two hits God on Bev. It. You shouldn't have cooked that dice so good. For a total of 36 <laughs> damage. Okay. 
Uh, that is your turn, Bev. Um, I'm going to jump down to Moonshine um, and I guess try and like land on her body so that I don't get acid on myself. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of have to, unless you use a spell, you have to take damage. I'll say if you want to touch her in Misty Step, I will allow that if you want to do that, but you're going to need to use a spell. Yeah, I want to touch her in Misty Step. Okay. Sweet. You jump down as soon as you touch her. Mm-hmm. You lay hands and you misty step. Great. Um, yeah. How much? Uh, I'll give you. You know what? I'll give you a full sixty. Yeah, baby. Sweet. Great. Moonshine pops back up to sixty, and uh, Bev, you get thirty feet back up. Great. Okay, that is Moonshine's turn. Okay. Um, would you say there's water and bile? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to cast Control Water and do Redirect Flow. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so I think I actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to like, I think I'm going to point like diagonally upwards in the direction away from, nice. away from where the hole that we're working on is. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So you want the, uh, the acid all like swish up to the side. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, clashes up on the side of this giant beast and begins rising up the wall. Okay. Uh, what do you do? You start you start falling. I'll just shove my Rosaline in the wall and okay, try to catch myself. Okay, go ahead and give myself. me uh, an athletics check. 25. 25. Um, yeah, Moonshine, you successfully- Wait, uh, 27. Uh, yeah, you successfully <laughs> stab into the wall. Acid all moves to the one side. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that the monsters that are like deep below aren't going to rise anymore, but the ones that are still there um, are still going to attack on their turn. Okay. Um, that is Balnor's turn. At this point, Balnor is going to jump down to try to help. Um, Balnor gets a su- successful athletics check, gets up near the gash, um, starts taking sword attacks. Right uh, here. That is two hits. There you go, Balnor. Yeah, trying my best. Better than throwing javelins at me. (laughs) That is 19 damage from Balnor. Um, You guys are getting pretty deep in there. That is (laughs) back around to the acid. Gross. Yeah, gross. Uh, Acid um, is up on the side now. That is Hard One's turn. Okay. It'll do that for 300 feet, and then it would probably then start to Yeah, for the rest of the encounter, essentially, it's on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maul the wall. 18 to hit. 18 hits. 20 damage. You you break through all these tendons. You are very deep in there now. Fuck yeah. There you go. Nat one. Secure the fissure. <laughs> 26 to hit. That hits. 17 damage. Hard one, you burst through yes. this beast. You create a hole. Um, yes. See, yes. on the outside, there is all of this hail. There's this terrible storm out there. Uh, we might want to stay in the throat. <laughs> uh, hard one, do you want to... Uh, use your movement or anything. What do you want to do? Can I poke my head out? Yeah. All right, cool. I want to I want to stick my head out of the anus. You stick your head out. <laughs> um, you see that, uh, yeah, this this uh, new anus, you see um, that you guys are inside this gargantuan worm in the middle of this huge storm, and um, the ground is so far below you, you can't see it at this moment, but there is a lot of fog and wind. Does it look like the purple worm from before? Uh, no, way okay. bigger. Um, that is the monster's turns. I'm going to say that with all the acid moving around and everything, they're all going to do deck saves to see if they can like kind of stay on target and jump towards you guys. They'll do like athletics checks to jump Mm -hmm. onto the wall. Yeah. Slashy acid. Just try. So you guys see only four of them 
make it. Um, a bunch of them fall into the depths below, um, but Bastion stabs into the wall next to you guys. Just let me have a little, another pizza. Another pizza, <laughs> There's Beverly. only three. They only Where give you three. Give, give me a one. second one. Give me a second one. He's going to eat right us. Now, I was man. saving the pepperonis. Um, Bastion misses you twice, Bev. Um, next guy is going to go after you. Hits once for 18 damage. Ooh. Next two go after you, Moonshine, and there are two hits in there. That is a total of 36 damage. That is Bev's turn. Cool. Then I'm going to, I'll Misty Step one more time. Sweet. Uh, to get up to the hole. You're up there. Uh, and then I will go ahead and toss down a rope. Sweet. Uh, Ooh, that's nice. Yep. And I'll uh, go ahead and just like slam a javelin into the side to secure the rope. Um, can I go ahead and use an action as well, maybe? Yeah. I want to use command on Bastion. Okay. Um, so he, he will need to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that is a 10. He <laughs> fails. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. What do I have him do? Dive. You got it, boss. Uh, you see, he just jumps off into the abyss. I want another fucking pizza, man. <laughs> throw, him, throw him a pepperoni. There's a pepperoni at the bottom. There's All a pepperoni right. at the bottom I of the worm. I don't fucking see it down there, dude. It's, you got to swim deeper. I don't see it. It's even deeper, deeper, deeper. I don't see it down there's, a whole pe- <laughs> there's a whole I pizza hut down there. Down uh, this is the weirdest episode of Magic School so Bus. <laughs> um, Moonshine, that's your turn. Okay, I'm just gonna wild shape into a hawk. Okay. And just fly. You fly, um, you're able to get right up to the hole. Flap, flap, climb. Yes, okay. <laughs> As Sweet. the hawk flies. Um, do you wanna fly out or anything, or where do you wanna go? Yeah, I wanna fly out, get a get a view of what's going on. Sweet. Um, Moonshine, as you fly out into the storm, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw, and I'm gonna say we're gonna have to use hawk stats for that. It's gonna be plus three to dex. Nice. Okay, go ahead and make a dex save. Nat 20, bitch! Oh, yeah! And it doesn't get cursed. And it doesn't get okay. cursed. Um, An yeah. uncursed 20. Um, you stay you stay flying. So I'm looking for ground. Do I, I see ground anywhere? What's the terrain like? Um, you do not see any ground. Are you gonna fly down? Like, there's all this mist and everything and fog. It's this horrible hailstorm. Um, I'm gonna say you don't really have any movement left, so you just get out okay. into the open air. And I don't fall. That is Balnor's turn. Balnor is gonna um, look out through the hole and kind of hold his turn, see what everybody else is doing. Uh, end of the round, that is the acid. Acid is up on the side. It's not gonna do anything. That is Hard One's turn. Uh, can I crawl through the hole? Yeah. I'm gonna crawl through the hole and uh, cliffhanger style hang one-handed out on the other side. Cool. See um, what's Gucci. Uh, <laughs> as you hang out, go ahead and give me a deck save. I cannot believe how many nat ones I've rolled this episode. Oh. Wow, we. Um, it turns into a five. Um, hard one. As you climb out of this thing, you feel it writhe and um, it violently thrashes and you are flung off hop, hop. into the storm. <laughs> uh, oh, there that you is go. the monster's turn. Um, they are just going to use their turn to um, skitter up. Bev, you see them following you up. Uh, okay. By the hole, Bev, that's your turn. Okay, so I'm at the, the base of the hole. I'm yeah. at the hole. Yeah. I'm at the hole. Uh, I'm the last one through, I think, right? Balnor's with me? Uh, Balnor's with you. He'll follow you. Okay, so Balnor and I definitely go through the hole. Um, we just... Did we see Hard One? Did I see Hard One You fall? saw Hard One get blown off into... Uh, he's, he's gone. Okay. 
Um, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I don't believe you. Um, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? How big is the hole? Three. You have to like crawl through it. You probably, you guys probably don't have to crawl through. It's like three and a half feet high, I'd say. Three and a half feet. Balnor. Yeah. As soon as we get through the hole, block it with the bag. What? So that the monster. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd have to take the bag at some point. Well, I just while we're trying to figure out our next move, I'm saying like plug the hole up so that the monsters can't get through. All right. To paint the monster. Uh, you see? Actually, no. Yeah, just do it. Uh, put the bag's mouth over the hole so the monsters just fall in. <laughs> Uh, they'll rob the bag. Right. Uh, <laughs> they'll um, die first. From the wind. I'm pretty sure we offloaded uh, all our curses. Balnor uh, tries really to climb out, and he's going to um, do a deck save as he tries to prep the bag. That is a natural three for okay. Balnor. You see Balnor whoosh, blows off into the uh, storm. All right, so Balnor's gone. Balnor's gone. He shouldn't have opened the bag. It was see, like a kite. You see, you see what? Yeah, you see just like, like a just like a cartoon character with a balloon flying up. Bell. He went parasailing. You got by a parachute. Accident. Use it as a parachute. Uh, but you do see one majestic hawk just gliding through the storm. Okay, totally fine. I, do I see them? Can I just climb out of the hole and like just try and get eyes on where they went? Yeah, go ahead and uh, poke your head out. Go ahead and uh, perception check with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, unless you wanna, if you wanna poke your head out real far, you can do a regular one, but you're going to need to do a deck save. Uh, I'll do it. This is, this is like a yeah. nightmare storm, like worse than anything on the material plane. A white squall. Yeah. But a red squall. Hard, yeah, hard one just like jumped out and there was just a tornado there. <laughs> um, yeah, my friends are gone. It's time for some worm riding, Polytreides style. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a deck save. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my dex is zero. <laughs> uh, but I had plus four, so 13. Uh, Bev, you are blown off cool. into the storm. <laughs> um, Moonshine, what are yeah. you doing? You're the only one who kind of has control of their own fate here. Okay, I would like to. Um, do I perceive anyone? Uh, anyone falling? As a hawk, I have advantage on uh, perception check. So that would Hawkeyes, just be a literally. regular <laughs> um, check because normally you would do them okay. with disadvantage. You have beautiful Jeremy. So I guess I'm Renner trying eyes. to say, like, do do I see anyone? Go ahead and do a perception check. 16. You do not see hard one. Mm -hmm. um, you see Balnor and Bev blowing off in separate directions. Jesus. Okay. I want to swoop down, see if I can see anything below. What do I see mm. below? Moonshine, you pierce through a fog. Um, you see rain and hail so heavy uh, as it hits the ground that this, uh, this like muddy landscape below looks like a brown ocean. Just looks like thick mud like molasses. This is some fuckery, but can we say that I cast Featherfall on me and Balnor as we were flying out? It's a reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And I've got the ring. Can I cast a spell? Uh what spell? I want to cast Water Walk. So I guess I'm coming mm. out of I'm coming out of uh of Wild Shape uh to cast Water Walk on me and Bev and anyone else who's within 30 feet of us. Okay, it's just you two guys. Okay. So you guys, um, um, Moonshine, you fly over to Bev at the last second, turn back into Moonshine, cast Water Walk. Bev, you and Moonshine land on this ground here, and you feel it like quicksand start to 
pull you down, but not like well, a... Well, quicksand is one of the things that you can walk. This spell grants the ability to move across any liquid surface, such as water, acid, mud, snow, quicksand, or lava. It does not pull you all the way down. Mm. You just feel your feet sink in. Okay. You feel that there is a um, strange viscosity to the ground here. <laughs> Meanwhile, hard one, you are falling at the mercy of the wind. Uh, you fall through the air. Luckily, you have the ring of feather fall. You see... Ooh, lucky me. <laughs> lucky you. Uh, you see the ground coming up at you. Um, you see that there is movement to it just because there's so much water hitting it um, and such thick mud. And when you crash into it, it feels like you're hitting water, uh, but you immediately are engulfed in some kind of thick gunk and you begin sinking and then everything goes black. Oh, dear. Ooh. Can I yell really loud so they hear where I'm coming from? Uh, you start to yell, and your mouth starts to get filled with whatever this shit is. <laughs> Moonshine and Bev, um, you guys are in this um, strange layer of hell. Like Bev's book says, the ground literally wants to eat you. Mm. Um, and you see this giant worm thrashing. Uh, no sign of Hard One or Balnor. Balnor! Hard One! Um, I ignite my sword and kind of wave it around just to try and get something going. Uh, you do it for a beat. You don't get any response. <sighs> oh, shoot. Well, I guess we just start walking, right? We got to try and find him. Or do we just let this shit eat us? Yeah, I want to, like, drop something that isn't me, that isn't enchanted with a spell into it and see what happens. Yeah, let's drop a rope in. <laughs> yeah, let's put, uh, a, sweet. put uh, a stone on a rope. You drop a rope in. And you see that uh, this thick mud beneath you begins consuming it. Okay. I would like to locate object on the queen's hammer. What's the range? 1,000 feet. Uh, hard one is sinking to a lower layer of hell. Maybe we just have to sink. Can we just drop? Did I waste all these fucking spells <laughs> because we're supposed to fucking sink? Sometimes, Motherfucker. You know, sometimes you got to break a few eggs to make a enchanted chicken. All right. I guess let's do it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess you drop the spell and I we sink. I drop the spell and we sink. Okay. Probably feels pretty good. I take yeah. my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> Bev, you, you touch it and it, it is kind of like a mud bath. It's Ooh. like playing in some wet sand. Silty. Uh, yeah, you really get uh, dip your toesies in there. I do pull out uh, two cucumbers from my uh, health conscious Lunchable and I put them over my eyes. <laughs> Ooh, can I take some of that? Absolutely, yeah. I deserve a break. It's uh, cucumbers, carrots, uh, and some beet hummus. Ooh. Yeah, it's bright okay. red. Spoil me. Uh, so for you guys, everything goes black because you have cucumbers on your eyes. <laughs> um, but hard one, um, yeah, you feel whatever whatever this material is uh, consumes you. Um, and as you guys all sink, you hear a voice in your heads go, you. You're the ones who killed my son, my beautiful boy. Galad's mom. <laughs> I don't know. I hate Galad. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm ill said. Context clues, everyone. <laughs> I play along. <laughs> nice to meet you, Miss Roselle. <laughs> I'm not. Again, I'm not. Mrs. Roselle. <laughs> I killed your boy and I do it again. No, Glad Roselle. I'm talking about Akarat. 
<laughs> by the way, how long did it take you guys to get eaten by the mud? I did it right away. I guess some of us solved the puzzle <laughs> right, oh, every quicker yeah. than others. Abusing the yeah, chat. I burned two spells. Everyone's abusing it, so. the chat. <laughs> All right, look. I'm sorry, Miss Roselle. <laughs> no, my name is Ilset. Ms. Roselle. I think it's the most correct. Oh, that's a context clue right yeah. there. Whoa. <laughs> Perhaps you'll recognize me by my other title Corrupter of Beverly Togold IV, Killer of Maribel the Terrible. Yeah. How's that? All right. You really changed the tone in yeah, this chat. That's right. You know what? I honestly don't feel cheeky anymore, so I'm going to drop yeah, the facade. Nobody feels cheeky anymore. Where are you at? Why are you going to be hiding I'm from deep, us? Deep, deep, and out. Listen. Okay. Another thing you killed is the mood. All right. <laughs> Again, everyone, stop abusing the chat. <laughs> hey, man, if you can't take the reactions, get out the chat. <laughs> Hard one sends a gif, a really funny one. It's it's Michael Moonshine. Scott from the Wow. Moonshine goes back and forth between the um, exclamation marks and the thumbs up. Okay, I wanted to be able to talk to you all at once, but I, I will do private chats with everyone if this is how we're going to behave. DM me, I'm not afraid. Yeah, okay, look, this isn't your fight, okay? You're doing Theala's dirty work. You think you're working towards your own goals, but what's in it for you, really? I can send you back. Send you back to the material plane. Um, you feel uh, the ground begin to um, pull you back up. Elsa, that is... That is so interesting, because the fact that you would even bargain with us makes me think you're a pretty easy kill. Yeah, man, you gotta be shook if you're trying to get us out of here. Oh, this is really abusing the chat. <laughs> if you're asking what's in it for us, you don't know us at all. We just do this for the pleasure of making things a little better. And we don't mind getting dirty. Yeah, not to alert you, but we made the first level of hell pretty cute and fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a theme park. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will admit you made it a little bit more hospitable. Look, I think, I think, how about this? Why don't you just fucking fight us? Let's just do this. Let's meet on, I don't know, uh, poetry or whatever the next level of hell is. <laughs> poetry? You think I have an entire level of hell dedicated to poetry? I figure there might be like a sub-level. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like an addendum. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's next to lust. That's if you use, you know, poems to try to have sex with people. Right, I yes. guess if your poems were really problematic, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's Re Reading does suck. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Well, I mean, you just, you're not putting on the bravest face right now. Oh, okay. If there's one thing I know about adventurers like you, is that you draw your strength from each other. Those first three layers were nothing compared to what you're about to experience. I will bring new meaning to the phrase, your own personal hell. End chat. <laughs> oh, Miss Roselle has left the chat. Do you guys see that? Yeah, I, I put in a picture of Glad wow. <laughs> dressed up to look. Couldn't hack it, you know. This is what you get. Uh, as you guys um, felt him 
offering to let you to kind of bring you guys back to the material plane and you guys refused um you guys suddenly feel yourselves getting sucked down like very quickly and each of you um is pulled through this thick liquid and each of you is spit out of a portal of thick purple black substance Hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place so if there's anything you don't want rocket money will help you cancel it with just a few taps rocket money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20 percent. all you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest they will deal with customer service and all those ai chatbots so you don't have to rocket money has over 5 million users and it saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions that is saving their members up to 740 dollars a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw, rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly. Folks, their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine what are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. So we're going to start with our friend Hard One Shorefoot. <laughs> what could you possibly say that would bother me? Hard One, you are spit out of this portal you land in a giant cavern full of gold and riches treasure chests full of expensive ornamental weapons jewelry gems the entire floor is covered in gold pieces you feel your feet sink into the gold you cannot feel the floor below you just more and more coins you couldn't possibly reach the bottom um, you would think you were in heaven if not for the rest of your surroundings. Above you is the ceiling of a hellish cave um, with long, jagged stalactites hanging. Um, all around you, thousands of people, hands bloody and broken 
from just clawing at the metal um, of these uh, coins in an endless cycle. They're all looking for something that they can't find. You hear, uh, you know, different shouts like, where's my ring? Where's the crown? That is my crown. It belongs to me. It belongs to my family. But one voice booms above them all. You hear, the Bronzebeard King's Hammer. It's here. I know it is. After all these years, we thought it lost. But this is my destiny. It is my destiny to find it here. Um, hard one. You see that Wilhelm Bronzebeard has taken the form of a hellish flame dragon. Uh, <laughs> he has become on the outside what he always was. On the inside, a covetous monster. Mm -hmm. He furiously shovels through the gold, making no progress. And you kind of, there are so many people here, he does not immediately see that you have arrived. And everybody is in the zone right now, trying to find whatever it is that was missing from their life that they sold their souls for. And hard one, you see uh, Coldane comes out of your queen's hammer. Amen. And he goes, <laughs> he's not wrong. The Bronzebeard King's Hammer is here. I can sense it. I don't know if Wilhelm can actually sense it or not, but it is here. It has driven him mad, but he he's looking in the wrong place. Do you sense it here? I shut my eyes and try to sense it. Um, go ahead and give me a religion check. You're going to get, while holding the Queen's Hammer, you have proficiency in religion, and um, you can use uh, Coldane's Wisdom. So you have, it, it'll be a plus 10 religion check. Okay. And that'll be a 23. You look up. Um, everybody's focused on this giant horde of treasure below. You look to a large stalactite hanging about 60 feet above the floor of the cave, and you just sense power coming from inside it. And Coldane goes, rich man, always digging into pockets, trying to find the answer, but dwarves, dwarves know it's in the rocks. Um, and hard one, as you feel yourself called to the Bronzebeard King's Hammer, you have a flashback. Um, hard one, you are six years old. You are at the Dwarfenage. It has not been easy. You have been teased for your height, for your um, lack of ability to grow facial hair uh, by age six. It's kind of a shame. <laughs> you should be able up. to have a mustache. <laughs> um, uh, you haven't been able to pack on as much mass as some of these other dwarves. God knows I'm trying. <laughs> um, but today is a special day. King Grimthor Maganus uh, is visiting the Dwarfenage and everyone is on their best behavior, including the adult attendants who often look the other way when you're being picked on. Uh, you see Maganus is um, surrounded by his king's guard and he's addressing all the kids uh, and he's in the middle of the speech and he goes, you might call this a Dwarfenage, but there are no true dwarfins in Iron Deep. We are all part of the same family. We are all dwarves. Um, 
and some of the kids next to you start laughing. Um, and one of them um, yells out, I guess that means Hard One still doesn't have a family, huh? <laughs> uh, you see a bunch of the kids laugh. Uh, and you even see a few of the like guards snicker. But then uh, King McGannis kind of looks thoughtful. Uh, and he looks out into the crowd, out at you, Hard One. And he goes, you boy. Hard One, is it? Yes, sir. You you live here in the Dwarfenage. Yes, sir. How would you like to hold the king's hammer, boy? Okay. Uh, you see there is a <laughs> hush across the room as uh, King Gannis walks over to you and pulls his king's hammer from his side. Uh, you never imagined that this moment could happen. You know, this is the most legendary weapon of the dwarves and all of your life these other kids said that you couldn't have it they wouldn't even let you play with it when they would make like play ones um and he hands you this warhammer uh just this intricate design beautiful yet powerful um it's radiating holy energy uh and he goes go on you can hold it okay uh you take it in your hand and it feels heavy for a moment. And hard one, you are very self-conscious, especially as a little six-year-old. So you like really try to put on a brave face. Um, and it's heavy for a second, but then you feel the holy energy flow through you, and it feels right, and it feels it feels light in your hands. And um, McGannis laughs, um, and he tussles your hair, and he goes, "Looks like a dwarf to me." Yes, sir. Uh, you see, he uh, takes the hammer back, and um, uh, you see uh, he's joined by his other guards and various attendants, and he leaves. But then you see the other dwarves, these kids, seething with jealousy, and um, the attendants look the other way as a big one pushes you down, and a bunch of them pounce on you and just start pounding on you. You can roll initiative now. Solid memory. <laughs> good times. Good times. Moonshine. Ah. You arrive in a forest full of rotted trees, dead plants, and a thick fog. The smell of death hangs in the air. You haven't seen this level of decay since Crickrot. Hmm. You look around and see deathly poisonous mushrooms pumping spores into the air, creating a dizzying mist. And you see carved into one of the trees is the phrase, Maribel lives. And um, you hear a voice go, Pretender, Pretender. Maribel? On the ground, you see a writhing myconid, this little mushroom being, all rotted and diseased. It looks like he can't stand up. He's like seething. And he goes, No, Maribel is d dead. The one who claims to be Maribel is a pretender. Who are you talking about? 
her spores. They, uh, they came together and formed a new being. They think they are Mother Maribel, but they're pretenders. Did they take your life? Uh, they cut me off from their network. I was a part of Mother that was buried deeply. I, I didn't want to hurt the crick. They want to hurt the crick. God bless you. You are welcome into my network. A report spores him. Uh, you see his eyes go wide and he starts tearing up and he goes, I thought I was going to die here. No, no, no. We're going to get revenge here and then rise up like a phoenix from the mushrooms. <laughs> like a phoenix from the mushrooms. Yeah. Where's Mother Maribel now? Is Mother Maribel is, are they in hell is gone. Are, are they on the material plane? The pretender is here. Uh, you see, um, lifts a um, hand up that's like this, like rooted kind of like mycelium-looking yeah. thing, like a fungal plant. Yeah. Um, wraps it around your hand. I can join your network. I shouldn't trust anything in hell, but I can't turn away a little mushroom with no network. Join my network. Moonshine, you have a flashback. Um, you are transported back to a few years ago. Um, you've just gotten back from a walk in the living wood. Um, you just had a nice chat with Joe and some chipper monks. Um, you took a little nap by the crick, um, and you're on your way back to your stump to make dinner when you hear Meemaw yelling from inside her stump, Ow! Damn it! Come on! Meemaw? Yeah! Moonshine, would you get in here and help me out? Chipper monk dumb bitch Oh, uh, It's worse than that. Okay, yeah, come on, I'm coming in. Uh, Moonshine, you enter. Um, you see that Meemaw's stump has been torn asunder. Uh, there's food spilled everywhere. Bite marks and scratch marks all over her altar to Melora. You see her chasing around a tiny possum as he scrambles around, biting everything. <laughs> I have cast Dominate Beast on this little rodent. I've used every spell, every skill I have. He is biting at Mama's nipples. I had to give her a break. See, and you just see this little possum. Mama, don't you see the flaw? You're casting spells on him. You can't have a reciprocal relationship if you're going to cast spells on him. I go to him with my hands in the air like I'm not going to cast any spells. Hey, little fella. I was about to go make some gumbo. You got an empty belly? Heard you got cut off. Um, <laughs> you see this little possum looks up at you with his little pink nose. No spells, no funny business, just gumbo. Meow. I might cast a spell or two on the gumbo, but only to make it more savory. Meow. <laughs> you see um, this little possum crawls up into your bib and instantly falls asleep. <laughs> what a fighting spirit. It tuckered him out. Uh, you see, Mima just shakes her head and laughs, and she goes, I swear, Moonshine, there's something about you. Things that 
don't belong, just find a way of belonging when you're around. Oh, Mima, that's very, very nice. But I think I just made, I think I just make a great gumbo. Me. <laughs> this, uh, Papa shits in your uh, bed. <laughs> um, Moonshine, back in hell, um, you see this monster closes its eyes and begins devolving into a mycelium of fungus that joins your fungal form. And um, you feel yourself automatically turn into your fungal form. Um, And it is now a more monstrous one, um, like (laughs) Maribel in the flashbacks. Um, Oh. (laughs) Tentacles? Do I have tentacles? Uh, Yeah, you have these like pseudopods that stick out. Buddy, I hope my, I hope me taking pity on you was the right move. In <laughs> uh, moonshine, as you take all of this in, as this being joins you, you have this moment of bliss. You feel more powerful. And then suddenly, you feel a ping of panic, and you turn around, and you see that Papa has been consumed. By the ground, by this like fungal network below him. I dive in. Disappears into the ground as you jump forward to catch him. Now we'll cut over to Beverly. Oh, whoo! You're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fungus can't eat plot armor, right? (laughs) Oh, it's the one thing they can. (sighs) Beverly. Wow, I'm at the beach. Um, you have been transported to a city of fire. Um, At first, you can't focus at all. You can't get your bearings. It's just chaos of fire and destruction all around you until you gather yourself and you realize that these are all churches, holy places um, dedicated to various good deities burning in perpetual flame. Who would do this? Uh, And nearby you see a few of these strange nude gray figures, no face, no sex organs, but they have torn angels' wings coming out of their shoulder blades. And they're trying to fly, but they can't. You just see they keep jumping over and over again, trying to fly, but they can't. And you see one of them runs over and just starts like grabbing you by the shoulders and shaking you. It's okay, it's okay. Here, uh, I get a towel out and I'm going to wrap it around them like a loincloth. You look cold. Um, uh, go ahead and give me a um, persuasion check. Uh, it's going to be a 25. 25, wow. Um, you see this thing um, starts to calm down and um, yeah, there's some holy energy as you comfort this being. What's wrong? Does it have a mouth or a face? It's just it, blank. It doesn't have a mouth. Um, you see... It um, gestures, it moves with its head and nods towards a burning church of Pelor. No. And inside the windows, silhouetted against the flame, is another one of these strange beings, and it is having its wings ripped from its back. Um, And you see in the window the figure who is performing this atrocity uh, you see your father staring back at you with this expressionless look, uh, a look that you have only seen once before. 
It's a matter of time. Uh, we flash back to Galateron. Uh, this was three years ago. It's a few days after your 13th birthday. In the history of Galateron, before the boy king became the king, there was a vizier who ruled in the interim, but it was discovered that he had poisoned the old king and plotted against the royal family. He was ousted by Theala and the other legendary heroes, and he was sentenced to death. Uh, and he was also the first person you ever saw die. And your father is the one who killed him. Um, you've just turned 13. You have the dubious honor of being the only green teen at this execution. Uh, your father said it was your duty and that you were old enough. Um, you stand with a line of green knights, the youngest person there uh, with you, the second youngest person uh, is Egwene, who's standing next to you. You're both looking up at this stage. Uh, the king is there, uh, the, the boy king, you know, being a brat, as he always was. Um, the high priest, Merrick Highhill, is reading the vizier, his last rites, and your father is standing there with a sword drawn, looking stoic. Um, your, your father kind of, you know, that sort of Ned Stark sensibility of like, I'm the captain of the guard. If if we're going to sentence somebody to death, it is my duty to do it. Um, so he's asked for you to be here. You see that there is a crowd of onlookers um, who are rowdy, but the soldiers are solemn. And um, Egwene takes a puff of her cigarette and she goes, have you ever seen somebody die, Beverly? No, of course not. I mean... I've heard about people that have died. I've had relatives that die, but I haven't seen them die. But if if I'm going to watch anyone die, I'm, I'm glad that it's my father upholding his duty. And, and, and that's, it's really cool that he wanted me to be here. It's, it's, it's an honor. You can just admit that it sucks, dude. It's fine. Are you kidding me? It's, this is the law of the land this is this is the way that it's gotta be right uh you see she nods she takes a, a drag of her cigarette um and you i mean a few years ago you and Egwene had not had any kind of like real conversation so this is pretty significant she's usually like pretty mean to you but this is a pretty serious situation and uh she goes yeah i've had to um I've had to come to a few of these. The first one was scary. And then I got kind of used to them. And then my parents died. And then they got scary again. I'll never get used to this. I promise. She sighs and she goes, you know, he he poisoned the king, and if somebody did that to my parents, to the realm that they fought for, I don't think that's forgivable. At first, when I first saw all this stuff happening, I thought that they were hypocrites talking about Puller's mercy and all that when we would do this, but I realized there are there are monsters out there, Bev, and sometimes the greatest mercy 
is to take them away from us. You're so cool. Uh, she goes, <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, she puffs her cigarette. You see Merrick High Hill finishes the last rites. The vizier extends his neck. Your father swings the blade. And Egwene puts her hand on your shoulder. And she goes, don't look away. I want to with all my heart but I grab her hand back and I watch the blade fall she holds your hand um, you see the vizier's head is severed from his neck and rolls forward there is a roar from the crowd um, but the soldiers stay quiet um, some of them say a quiet prayer and you see up on the stage your father turns to you um, and at first he looks empathetic or even like ashamed but he kind of hardens and hides his emotion. Uh, just this sense of duty, this thing that he had to do that he doesn't want to do. And then you're back in hell and you see this devil looking back at you with the same look. I walk into his line of vision and I do what I did that day. I hold up the green teen salute and I look at him with a mixture of hate and love. Uh, you see completely emotionless. He finishes ripping the angel's wings off, throws him to the side, shakes his head and goes, you shouldn't have come here, Beth. You know, I had to dad. You know I had to try. Even if things have to end a certain way, I have to try to prevent them from reaching that point. You always have to try. Always. My deal with the Nine Hells said I wouldn't have to hurt you in the Fey Wild. If you try to get deeper into hell, Bev, I'm going to have to stop you. Just tell me how to fix this. Just tell me. The further down we go, the more complex it gets. Um, you see, he, uh, he was, uh, you know, like silhouetted against a window. He punches through the window. It shatters. You see, like as soon as it hits the air, fire starts blowing out from behind him. Um, you see, he's got like this... Um, blackened steel armor and this like crusader's helm you can still see his eyes um he rips his helm off and he goes i'll tell you what to do bev you turn around and you face theala the one who took our home from us pick a side beverly yes sir um he holds his hand out to you I start walking. Uh, and as I'm walking, I I try to reach out to the spores. I try to reach out to the amulet. I just try to reach out to anything that isn't this, that isn't this duty that I've always felt deep down. Who, what would you like to reach out to? Who or what would you like to reach out to? 
I would like to use the lesson I've learned from Pelor mm -hmm. to basically use Pelor as my satellite to bounce into my fungal network of friends. Great. Um, go ahead and make a religion check, and we'll see if you'll be able to, um, between this religion check and Moonshine's newly formed uh, fungal powers, we'll let you roll with advantage. Oh, boy. 17. Moonshine, you feel Beverly in this moment. Um, just, it's faint. It's far away. I'll say with a 17, um, you can't get to Hard One or Balnor, but you have a faint, uh, you have a faint uh, connection to Moonshine. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, but I have to. It's my duty. I have to do this. Okay, youngin, I want you to know I will love you whatever you choose to do, but here's my two cents. A child has a duty to his father, but a hero has a duty to the world. Now, I've got my opinion of which you are, but it's time for you to decide. Where would I be without the wisdom of the crick? <laughs> Where would I be without Pelor's life? <laughs> Deeper in hell than we already are, that's for sure. That's for sure. I nod to myself. I stop walking. Dad. All I want is for you to be proud of me and to be happy. That's why throughout this whole journey, all I've done is just basically collect people that I thought were as cool as you. But... I can't go any further. If I join you, then my friend's fate is uncertain and I have to stand with them because they're the hammer that forges the light of Pelor into the sword that I wield. And without them, I'm lost. Even more lost than you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too, Beth. You see, he draws his sword, same sword he used that day. And that's where we'll end our session. No! Hey! Oh, good yeah. lord. Oh, good lord. <laughs> you killed me, Murphy. <laughs> I have to take a bath. <laughs> I need to go on a long walk, man. Sweet pea. You ruined my night, Brian. Ah. <sighs> oh, I'm excited for these. This uh, I'm excited for these 1v1s. Oh, oh my, my good lord. My good lord. This is going to be quite a short rest. Save it all for the short rest. I have many roses to give. If uh, you guys don't know about I love, roses. I lo we'll talk more about this on the short yeah. rest. I love the reaching out to the friends and the thin fungal network. Yeah. If I mean, I'll say it right now, but you'll hear more on the short rest. If I had rolled worse on the religion check, I don't think I could have... I don't think I could have done it. I think I would have had to have gone. Yeah. But more on that later. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Very fun.
Uh, cool, guys. <laughs> yeah, very fun. I love it. Uh, guys, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-T-T-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Not going to be No one's going to sing anyway. My God. Papa's gone. Actually, hard one's in the best position. Yeah. I kind of just got my butt kicked by like six-year-olds. Right. I'm fine. Yeah, you're good. That's happened before. It'll happen again. Yeah, we got some things to plug, guys, on Fridays on Pop TV. You can watch me and Emily sketch show, Hot Date. Hell yeah. It's on at 10. 10 and 10.30. You can also download the Pop Now app to um, check out all 10 episodes. Uh, Caldwell, what do you got? Ooh, coming up in November, November 16th. That's right. It's Big City Greens, a uh, season two. What is that wacky family of farmers going to get up to? Uh, What's Tilly going to do what next? What is Tilly going to do next? Uh, you're going to have to tune in to find out. All I can tell you is that a lot of denizens of Big City are going to be very mad at them. Oh, uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, check out my family businesses. Yeah. My mom sells cookies. <laughs> my sister sells beard oil. My dad has a tax <laughs> firm. Ooh. Hey, I pay taxes. <laughs> That's where you got to go. Brenner <laughs> Saltzman and Wallman, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What else? What else? My aunt works at the Yale Art Gallery. Go oh, visit. That's lovely. That's rad. Yeah, it is kind of cool. That's a cool job, man. Yeah, Your dad should change the tax service to Brother Sister Tax Co. Oh, that's a good Ooh, idea. Yeah. I'll talk brother to him Sister about Oils Tax Co. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does do our taxes. Consolidated all under one umbrella, I think. Uh, sweet guys, and follow us on Twitter at chmurf is me, at caldy is caldwell, at Axford is emily, and at jake herwitz is jake. And yeah. you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's n e d d p o d. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Spencer Caskbrew, a crew of scullywug pirates who have fully reformed and now spend their days summoning teenage krakens to high school where they belong. Beardman Dan, Hermes W., Spartus, Adam R., Danielle the Dastardly Dame, a group of orcs that Professor Duddle also experimented on. Unlike Stunkbug, Duddle taught these orcs to be dorks, and now they're all making six figures coding speaking stones in the cushy inner bubbles of Esri. Then we've got Haldor Frostback, Multifor, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, and Cutter W, a pack of Frostwind gnolls who have stopped following Yenoba and begun worshipping an even bigger, even hungrier entity known only as Gerfield. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C, Mixologist Michael McD, and Andrew M, four of the angels whose wings were ripped off by Beverly's dad. Now they can wear normal shirts and sit in booths at restaurants. Thanks, Beverly Sr. Super smart and generous idea. Then we've got Victor T, a.k.a. Balnor's Boy, Justin I, Jacob C, and Elena M, four of the spores in Moonshine's new and improved fungal network. These spores' main job is to remind her to spores them for 18, and they're doing a kick-ass job. Mick Pucks, Earl and Kathleen L, Jibe G, and Jostrich, four other demons that were on Ilsed's text chain with the band of boobs. They didn't respond in the chat because they were all too busy screen-capping pics of Ilsed getting owned to post online later. Daniel R, Destin C, and Devin B, the three dwarven blacksmiths who created the King's Hammers, currently kicking themselves for not including a tiny hot tub somewhere in the designs. 
Sergio Salazar, Solomon Sakarius, De Sequani, Michael L, and Sam H, a squad of chosen guards who drank so much milk they ended up in gluttony. Fortunately for them, the giant hell worm is super lactose intolerant. Then we've got Trele the Crayfay, Aaron G, Alucard, and Jory S, a crew of legit satyrs and trisses who just wanted to chill with the band of boobs in hell. It's a shame they wouldn't stop their boat. These guys had tickets to Faychella. Baby Doc, Adam H, Ryan, and Troy McSee, the other four drummers in Pendergreen's new metal band, Rat Nuts, a band with five drummers, no guitar, no bass, but there is a screamer and three singers. Big Buck, Richard X Machina, Cannibalistic Cthulhu, and Sam L, a crew of chill devils who hang out on the hidden 10th level of hell, which is just an endless ultimate frisbee course. Mavris is feverishly researching how to get there to join them. Dom R, Josh S, Blitzbrig, Dimitri, and Caleb Storm, four of the lost souls from the Bronze Bastard battle who ended up having to stay in the Nine Hells for their heinous crimes. Their crime? Shaking up Balnor's Bud Heavy and ruining one of his periwinkle, life-is-good crewneck sweatshirts. How dare you? Nicholas C, Mike H, Matthew E, and Samuel B, a squad of monsters in the gluttony beast's belly, unlike their hungry brethren, these ones are just a bit peckish. They could eat, though. Tilford G, Colton B, and Gage M, the only three-person squad in the Glade Home Wizard Tournament. They were eliminated first, but still, wow, that's a small team. Great effort, guys. Aaron C, Bahumia's fiercest, Ellen D, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, and Trast the Traveler, a crew of charcane dealers who have a real hard time making money because it's tough to outwit a devil. You gotta bring that stuff to Bahumia, gang. Plenty of boobs there. Anime Intellect, Zolo Dolo, Larissa J, Dylan CM the Wannabe DM, and Kelvin Noodles, a friend group who rolled deep to the Honey Trap Casino wearing matching suits, top hats, and canes. They ended up meeting up with the Flying Sword after his battles, and man, can that guy drink. Just a crazy, great night with great pals. B-Money, Jay, Heartless Master, and CC Lulu, the morning zoo crew that backs up Balnor on his famed radio show, Bagging It With Balnor. They love to prank call Renee's and play the Turbo Timmy Tuna song when he asks for their neck sizes. It's a great bit. Paul B, Barnesinator, Eric G, and Zach C, a group of Dwarger construction workers who have had to work overtime to repair all of the damage the Band of Boobs did with their drill car. Luckily, they're Union, and they're going to get a lot of mithril for this. Joshua C, Aiden R, Ellie K, and Luke H, a hyper-religious chosen dance crew that will serve you with sick headspins while serving Theala. Their motto is... Praise the goddess, drink milk, dance like she is watching. I'm Hopeless, Timmy R, Alex M, and Aaron RS, a crew of devilish minions hiding around the corner, waiting to attack Beverly, but feeling awkward about interjecting in the whole father versus son thing. They're just going to kind of lay low until it feels appropriate. Lucas B, Ruben A, Jordan L, Laura S, and Jay Parker, a crew of rotten mushroom people who are just waiting to pounce on the little mushroom guy that Moonshine saved. There's nothing this sick, sick mushroom crew loves more than ganging up on a lonely shroom dude and kicking his ass. Have a heart, guys. 
Austin C, Austin MR, Just a Pissed Off Tris, aka Touch It, and Kaylee Elise. Each one of these people is trapped in the greed level of the Nine Hells for eating their roommate's leftovers. They search an endless fridge for Troy's leftover General Sows, but alas, they've already eaten it and they'll never eat again. Devin W, Shinoa B, Jared E, and Persephone, a monster truck crew that fought in the Battle of the Bronze Bastard. Though their exploits happened off mic, know that they did run over a minotaur with their spiked wheels, then backflipped and landed on top of Josh's car before exploding and flying off into the river Styx. So sick. Reese, NS, Balin the Bard, Jackie, Haley, Eric, and Andrea B., a crew of Ram Assassins, Ram Assassins, if you will, who were hired by Ryan to get revenge on Hard One. As Hard One descends the layers of hell, a small crew of goats plod behind him, waiting to show him the true meaning of hell. Steven C, Diane W, Maxwell C, Mike K, and Michael M, a group of bullywugs wearing bullywug skin costumes. Redundant? Yes. Grotesque? Of course. But damn, are they convincing. This group fully passes as regular old nude bullywugs. Omriam, Kalem L, Charo Arcadius, Scott D, and Nothar, the Prodigy Ranger, a crew of chaste goat men. Blood doesn't make them horny, in fact, it makes them queasy. The only thing they're horny, horny for is scholarly pursuits like reading, writing, and arithmetic. Ah, uh, did somebody say math? Now that is a hoot. Shane B, The Pinch, Dan, Richard C, and Karen T, Nana Kindleaf's Knitting Circle. This rowdy group is known to turn out a full friggin' quilt in an afternoon. All they need is a pot of tea and a handful of Werther's. Josnack, Curtis S, Michael C, BJL, Nikki W, and Andrew B, lifeguards at the Glade Home Congressional Water Park. They have one of the hardest jobs in the realm since Craig Youngin seemingly openly wished to die by drowning. Thankfully, they are paid a six-figure salary in brown leaves. Christopher B, Pete C, Barris and Ken of the Wizard's Tower, Jonathan the Arcadian Gamesmith, and Nicholas P, Hard One's horde of rams. That's right, Hard One is starting a small farm, and these lucky rams can look forward to a long life of full bellies and warm nights in their barn, sleeping alongside friend of fur, Hard One Shorefoot. I wonder who wrote that one. Robert F, Sharon G, Kevin M, Jake L, and finally, Doobie Ashtray, the rest of the Euro Satyrs crew. You thought there were only three? No way. This is a wrecking crew, and they are hitting the streets of Ibiza tonight. For tonight, my friends, is forever night. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to all of our listeners and all of our Patreon subscribers and our whole Council of Elders. You can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadbot, to listen to our after show, The Short Rest. We'll catch you guys next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.